Welcome to Talking Giants presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Panic. So, as always, as the off-season goes, we're like, you know what? We're going to have a nice, quick little episode. It'll be fun. It'll be tight, compact. I was mm. like, you know what? I'm, we even want to talk about Kyle Van Noy because we don't really have much to talk about. We I was like, usually we don't entertain those types of things, but Kyle Van Noy, we both like him. We both think he's a fit. Let's talk a little Kyle Van Noy. Well, guess what? Not happening. Bam, because Golden Tate and David Mayo both get cut. Um, but we also have a Darnay Holmes interview, so that's fun. Um, like twenty, it was a little over twenty minutes. I, I thought it was a it was a fun interview. Um, you know, he wasn't he wasn't like a storyteller or nothing, but I thought I thought we had a little bit of fun with him. Justin, how are you doing? Yeah, well, Bobby Skinner, we're doing some. Uh, we're we're being really nice people. We're really being nice people. But Darnay Holmes is a nicer guy because he was promoting his uh, foundation, the Pasadena Giants, which is really cool. He put a little plug in there. He's like, yeah, it's cool that I got drafted by the Giants since the Giants' first Super Bowl victory was in Pasadena, California, in the Rose Bowl. I'm like, oh, that's a cool little cool little fact that you know and the meaning behind it. So yeah, Darnay Holmes was a lot of fun. Um, I'm not not celebrating. The Golden Tate. You were celebrating it. I'm not not celebrating it, but I'm also not celebrating it. I think what's funny is we both agree this is the right. I mean, everyone agrees this is the right. You know, there's nobody who's like, man, I think we should have kept Golden Tate. You'd be surprised. Um, I haven't seen one person say that. But I also, like, looking back at Gold, like, let's let's just get it out of the way. It was the right decision to cut Golden Tate. You saved six point, um Look at six point three million dollars, um, and then David Mayo, uh, you know, is another two point three. So in total, you save eight point four million dollars in cap, a little over. Yeah, four I, in I'm dead. I'm confused. I'm confused on the whole how much cap space do the Giants have? Because I just read from the over the cap guy that now says the Giants have about eight million left in cap. But I thought to start the day they had five million in. Like no, they, they were sa- five they million. They saved of- eight million dead cap. They saved, but they saved eight mil with the two cuts. But I feel like they had five mil to start the day in total cap. So you would think they would have like thirteen million in space. I don't know how the cap works. Uh, this is this is bad. Any, anyways, we we, we saved eight point four. This this is a signing. We, I mean, this cut we kind of knew was going to happen when the Giants signed Golden Tate. We everyone looked like, you know, it was like this is this is essentially a two year deal for Golden Tate. Yeah, I think everyone had. Uh, People's views of Golden Tate are different, Justin. I do not look back at that signing and hate it. I don't. I look at it as a stop. I Golden Tate, Golden Tate as a stopgap player, a stopgap player who was productive in 2019. Now the suspension makes it worse, you know. But the Giants couldn't have predicted that in 2019. He had 50 catches, 676 yards, six touchdowns, and on a 16 game rate to show like what he was doing per game: 71 catches, 983 yards, eight touchdowns. He was productive for the Giants in 2019. Daniel Jones' rookie season isn't the same season without Golden Tate. He made some awesome catches. And even when they did give him a shot in 2020, he did make plays. Now, it wasn't the traditional slot role that you look forward to, but I don't look back at the Golden Tate signing and look at it with disgust. It sucks the way it ended with his crappy attitude, with not being used in the offense um, correctly or really at all. So it ends horrible. 2020 went worse than I expected. But I, I, I just don't look back at this contract with distaste because at the end of the day, to me, what did it stop us from doing? Well, that's that's where I think you're wrong, because heading in, Bobby, we've said this all throughout the all throughout the 2020 season. We felt okay and decent with the wide receivers that we had heading into the year because they were productive as a group collectively. Now, I was very much, you know, if you go back to the Golden Tate PPP and if you just go back to some of our conversations from over the summer, and even if you just go back to my tweets, I was never, never a big Golden Tate fan. And that's where we don't disagree on a lot, um, but that's where, this is where we have one of our major disagreements is both of our opinions on Golden Tate. Golden Tate did, by Golden Tate being on the team, and us thinking that he can be productive in 2020 or be somewhat serviceable, it did prevent us from 
addressing wide receiver in the twenty in the in this past offseason. But look how bleak they would have been in 2019 without Golden Tate. Look, I mean, Sterling Shepard was hurt, but nonetheless, say say you even expect 16 games out of Shepard. We didn't know Slayton was going to pop like that. Slayton was a was a fifth round pick. Like we, we was Cody. I mean, going to trust on Cody Latimer. Like I, I, they knew they were drafting Daniel Jones. That's the thing. Is at the time if they're going with Eli, it's like it doesn't make sense. But they knew they were drafting Daniel Jones. And it's like I, I don't want to throw him out there with nothing. We've had the conversation before that a guy like Jameson Crowder was available. But if Jameson uh, Crowder we, was we signed, looked, everyone's looking back at it and saying, "Oh, they drafted a slot receiver." This is like it's your people are having the same arguments. It's just a younger player who is probably like worse than Golden Tate too. I I, I don't know, but my whole my whole point is why I was mad at the at the time of the signing is the Giants are going to embrace the idea of rebuilding in 2019. They you know. They were gonna draft the they were gonna draft a quarterback. We knew that in 2019, right? You know, oh maybe they're gonna get Josh Allen, but we knew they were gonna probably take a quarterback uh, at six or at 17, and they traded Odell Beckham Jr. And then 48 hours later, after us thinking after that 48 hours, okay, now we're gonna rebuild. We're gonna do it right. We're gonna we garnered picks. We garnered some good players, and then they go out and they pay 10 million dollars a year for. Uh, a 30-year-old slot wide receiver when at the time we already we felt like we had that wide receiver uh, that slot wide receiver in Sterling Shepard so that that was my main but thing but I don't think they that tr- the Giants went out the Giants went out 48 hours after trading Odell Beckham Jr. and they just spent more money on the wide receiver position when they were already carrying the dead cap money for Odell Beckham Jr. that year anyway I but they didn't trade Odell to save money though they traded Odell because they couldn't stand him and he was a he was a, a like like Pat Shermer hated him. Certain Giants players hated him. Like, so it wasn't like if if the plan was like we're going to trade Odell to get Golden Tate, then it's like okay. But it's like we're trading Odell, but we need some. We need we need a a wide receiver on this roster who we can trust to make catches. Like they and like you said that that class was very bleak. So it's not like they turned down like a like ah let's not go get a like. Like you said, Jamison Crowder's Crowder was the next best option. I don't I don't look at that as like really missed out on that guy. Um, and I think Gold, and Golden Tate was averaging ninety plus catches, a thousand plus yards every year. Yeah, going but see, up into this is that. this is this is also the difference between you and I, where, you know, you you look at some of the box score stats, and that's fine. I mean, uh, you know, uh, not everybody's a psychopath like we are, where we look at all these different things, but. You know, you like to look at the 16 game rate stuff, and I can do without. But it's that. not and even part of the 16 why, game rate. He was part, averaging those numbers of, every year. But part of the reason why I absolutely like Golden Tate was the only player on the Giants roster heading into this year where I did not like. Like, n- name me another player where I adamantly and openly said that this player is not very good and he's not very valuable. Um, and that's also just the part too, where I just don't, I don't think Golden Tate is valuable, and I think that his production, at least what he did in 2019, could have been replaced by what somebody else that can go up and get a jump ball for a, a wide receiver that's under six foot a guy to go up and get a jump ball who doesn't get separation I, I think somebody else can do that who but like, I don't know like if if you wanted like the whole rebuilding things like trading JPP to sign to get Alec Ogletree yeah that's what makes no sense why rebuild. so there's there's moves I get where it's like what are we doing this while rebuilding I just don't look at Tate as stopping us from doing anything that the Giants wanted. Like I said, it ends badly. The suspension, you know, is a, is a black mark on it. The way that, you know, his attitude and his wife at the end. I just, I looked at it as, a, at the end of the 2019 season, I was not mad at all about Golden State being on the Giants. And it's like, we always knew this was a two-year deal anyway. So it's not like, it was like, this is going to be a four. Like, they always knew this was going to be done after two years. Yeah, it's just two less. It's just two less years where the Giants could have possibly found more of a wide receiver one solution while Daniel Jones is on his rookie contract and Saquon Barkley is on his rookie contract. That's the window, right? And two years of that has been removed because you invested in, in Golden Tate. That's the only issue that I have. That's it. Yeah, I just I just don't think it stopped them from that because they they were gonna they weren't I mean, gonna draft anyone in the first round last what, year. And what, what were free the Giants? Did they, were they like? Was there a free agent wide receiver they were passing up on? I mean, I mean, Amari was like Amari was like the guy, and he turned down money to go back to Dallas. Well, I mean, we're talking about you know the the, the whole great wide receiver class that was last year, 
of you know uh, Claypool and you know all all the guys that kind of now I know we weren't probably probably gonna weren't gonna take one in the first round, but there was even um who's that guy from Tampa Bay who went to Minnesota Johnson I love Johnson we were you know uh, there was a big guy out of Tennessee that we liked so there was a lot of deep options in in wide receiver last year in that class. We're talking about day three. Um, I don't think Golden Tate stopped them from making any picks on day three. I don't know. But we were looking back at the NFL draft saying, oh, we're fine with these undrafted free agents because the Giants have three wide receivers, Golden Tate, who everybody was just always meh on. I don't know. I I just, I don't, there's things I look back at and hate, you know, and and with, especially when, you know, we are rebuilding still, but it's like, we're kind of at a point now. It's like, let's start adding pieces and not trading pieces away. But I, there's stuff I look back and hate, and namely, you know, like I said, the JPP Ogletree situation. Like that made no sense at all. But I just, I never looked at Tate as this is the this is the this is the replacement for Odell. Like we, like I never looked at it like we traded Odell to sign Tate. I was like we traded Odell because we want they wanted to trade Odell no matter what. Well, it was convenient timing. Let's just well, it say. was free agency. That's when deals happen. Well, it was a failure, and you're wrong, and I'm right. Mm. Sorry. I, I, I just don't see it stopping anything. Daniel who, Jones' who was rookie right? season who was right? is different. No, you're just giving excuses. I'm telling who, you, who he was, was right? good. He-, he was good in 2019. Who was, who was right heading into this year where despite his production in 2019, I said that he wasn't going to provide much Do you think if Pat value. Shermer was, right? was the was offensive coordinator, do you think Golden Tate would have had production? I'm also being sarcastic, and you're taking me very seriously right now. Who, who was right and who was wrong? I want you to say that me. I was right. Oh, wrong. Because then we look at it, okay, then Daniel Jones was a failure, Sterling Shepard was a failure, Darius Slate was a failure, Andrew Thomas I was want, a failure. I'm literally, I'm, I'm telling a joke, and you're you're going way too far. You, you you love to defend yourself. If there's one thing you love to do, you love to defend yourself. Oh, yeah. When I'm, I'm right. I'm willing to say I'm a stupid idiot. Yeah, when you're right. I, you're, you're, you're wrong here. Golden Tate sucks. Right, see, I, see, we're at a point where you got me. I wasn't going to get that emotion. I wasn't going to say anything bad. I told Golden you Tate we were going to argue. You, you, you. So this is this is your fault. You drove me to this. Golden Tate sucks. Listen, I, I just when I'm right, I'm right. Um, he was a stopgap player. They had to have somebody in there. They, you couldn't have Cody Latimer as your second best wide receiver going into 2019. I was willing to do that. I was in. I was in on Cody. Well, Latimer. I like Daniel Jones. That I didn't want to give. I wanted to give the guy a shot. I didn't want to. I didn't want to put him in a, a horrible situation to start. Yeah. Well, the ironic thing is, is you know, you're talking about speaking of you know silly old Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer turned Golden Tate into a player that had a very low average depth of target throughout his NFL career because he's a yak king. So this is a guy that's catching screens. This is a guy that's running the quick intermediate game, which Jason Garrett kind of likes. Um, a guy that's running the quick intermediate game, and then he's getting the yards after catching broken tackles after that. And Pat Shermer turned him into this deep ball, go up and get it wide receiver. Innovation. Which, made, which, which also made little Innovation. sense. Innovation. It's like Kobe learning the turnaround jumper when he couldn't jump anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. How many, how many shots did he take in his final basketball game ever played? Now you're 75. crapping on Kobe. Oh my gosh. Yeah. See, this is this is. I'm talking. I'm piece, talking Kobe. like 32 year old Kobe. You're you're talking 38 oh. year old Kobe. Um. <laughs> anyways, we both agree that this was the right move. Everybody in the whole world agrees. Yes. That this is the right move. Um, David Mayo was more or less, I think. Hey, the NFL cap space is kind of in a crappy spot. Not because they wanted to do it, just because they're like, we might as well. If David Mayo had a one million dollar contract, he wouldn't have been cut. I don't think. It's it was yeah. It's, I I think it was because like, hey, you're making too much money to not be a starter. Like, like correct at the time last year, we expected you to be the starter. You weren't. Tay Crowder overtook you. I think, you know, as much as I wasn't a fan of David Mayo, he's an adequate backup. He's an adequate backup. Expecting him to start is no bueno to me. Um, so. I think if they wanted to bring him back, they would have restructured it because he, you know, because there is zero dead cap on his contract. So I don't expect some like reunion. Um, but like I said, the, it's no dead cap. This is a no brainer. Um, I yeah. expect more you, of these. Like I expect Toy Lolo to be gone um, yeah. within the next week. Hopefully it happens like let it happen on Sunday or something so we don't have to do like another. Like I hate news happening and not being able to record a podcast afterwards. Yeah. You, um, You've been saying it on your YouTube videos. You've been doing a good job, and I've been helping you produce and edit them on the Talking Giants YouTube, uh, breaking down like free, realistic free agent options for the Giants. Um, so check that out. And one of the things you've been saying is somebody does need to play special teams. Regard, and every if you're 
you know, if you're a longtime listener of us, you know that Bobby and I, we don't like to talk about special teams. While people love people love talking about kickers, punters, and stuff like that, who's gonna return kicks? I can honestly live without it. Um, I think it's the most boring part of the game. Um somebody does need to play special teams. And David Mayo was kind of I don't want to say kind of affordable, but that contract wasn't terrible for somebody who was going to exclusively play special teams. Yeah, and maybe I, mean, that's I, a bad, I was, maybe that's a bad I was, take. No, I was very well. He he wasn't expected to play only special. I wasn't. I was pretty anti David Mayo last off season. People are like, "Why do you hate this guy?" It's like, well, because PFF said he's like a top run defender, and he's just flat out not, and he's he's horrible in coverage. Um, but um, I will say. Devonte Downs gave me an appreciation for David Mayo. Yeah, it's like, that'll do. Th- th- that's how life works sometimes. Like, you know, and, go- and gone fishing when Danny Glover's always like, "Could be worse." Like that. That's my like David Mayo take. Like, could be worse. Mm-hmm. It could be Devonte Downs. Yeah, that's that's it's a good life lesson for for you and for all of us. And um, I was right about Golden. Can Tate. we have? Should we talk about Shep slot versus outside? Because I know that's going to be an argument, and should we do? Should we rehash how that's a bad um, uh, talking point, and it's something that we both had to agree that we were wrong on when we said Shep is only in the slot, even though I think we should get an outside wide receiver and put him back in the slot. I think you just addressed it right there. I don't feel like digging up the numbers again. You want so to fight? save it for the PPP? No, I don't want to fight because I agree with you on that. Mm, I don't know. I still feel like fighting a little bit. Um. <laughs> oh, speaking of fights, come on! This is such a good transition. Can you let me have it? I, I'm 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 trying to be quiet to let you go roll through it. Do you have anything else to say? If you if you delay this anymore, I'm going to punch you. Speaking of fights, UFC 259 is this weekend, and it is sure to be action packed with three title fights taking place in one night. DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of UFC, and it's putting you in the center of this weekend's title fight with 101 odds on either fighter to land a punch during the fight. I have a story. So it's my birthday coming up. My friends and I, we are going out to like this this little restaurant where it's like an igloo in Asbury Park. So we're kind of like all isolated, which is pretty cool. One of my best friends said, yes, I will go to it. And then he texted me one day later and said, no, I'm not going to it because there is a UFC fight this weekend. So is this person a dedicated UFC fan or are they a bad friend? I'm going to go with bad friend. Pick either main event fighter to land a punch during this weekend's UFC 259 bout, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 100 to 1 odds. Just bet $1 on either fighter to land a punch, and if that happens, you will cash $100. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if MMA isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, and so much more. The Knicks are back. I'm not a Knicks. I, 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 I love when the Knicks lose. I kind of like when they win, but I I more or less like when they lose because it's funny to see everybody lose their minds. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-traded DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOMBOY, J-O-M-B-O-Y, when you sign up to turn $100 into one... Oh, when you to sign up with $1 into $100, if either main event fighter lands a punch on Saturday. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this week, and that's promo, promo code JOMBOY to turn $1 into $100 if either fighter lands a punch for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older, NJ, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Tyrell Williams, Devin Funches, Jameson Crowder, Adam Humphreys, and John Brown were the wide receivers signed as well as Golden State to um, a little bit of, of, of expensive contract. So I'm a fan of John Brown. He's fast. Man, I'm really missing out on Devin Funches. All right. <clears throat> no more fighting. Um, had a fun interview with Darnay Holmes. Uh, by the way, you know, he's promoting his, his raffle. There's some good stuff. Like I, I'm getting my raffle tickets. There's some good, you have a uh, Darnay Holmes is like game worn Jersey from the Seahawks game where he got his first interception, some signed stuff. And then a license plate guy threw some other some cool stuff in there. There's an Eli Manning Ole Miss jersey. Like, there's some really cool stuff. So make sure you go to that. Um, we'll put all the links up, and and we'll explain to you in the bio of, of how to get to it. Um, but there's some cool stuff, man. And it helps it helps out Darnay with the Pasadena Giants. So um, get on that. So um, without further ado, Darnay Holmes. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. 
All right, we now welcome on to the program, rookie no longer, by the way, um, rookie no longer, New York Giants cornerback, Darnay Holmes. Darnay, what's going on, my man? What's up? How you guys doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. So we, we brought you on. We're going to talk about your Pasadena Giants. Uh, Pasadena Giants, you got a raffle going on, which we'll talk about. But my first question, and this shows up more than anybody on the team, Darnay, and it sucks we don't get to see the video because I want to see the reaction to this. Why are you always smiling? You have the biggest <laughs> smile on the team. And every time I see you, it could be mid-play and Darnay Holmes has the, the biggest smile on his face. <laughs> uh, it's really just my uh, my gratitude, you know, and just being grateful for everything that, that life comes with, to be honest with you. We, I think it's, it, I think it's a little bit of Cali cool though. Like, mm. I, I think that is, you know, mm -hmm. we're, we're East coast guys, you know, it's n nobody smiles. I really do think there's a little bit of Cali cool to it though. Nah, it definitely is. Uh, it was a crazy story. Uh, during camp early on the camp, we had like an off day and I was just in the Uber going around the city and somebody turned around like, are you not from out here? You, you just laughing and smiling a lot. I'm like, okay. <laughs> What made you say that? Like, well, New Yorkers, we're pretty mean and don't have no smile. I'm like, yeah, I'm not from Cali. I'm not from, I said, I'm not from uh, New York, I guess. That was a funny story. We, uh, I, you know, I'm in Florida, um, but I, I, the last time I was up there, I stayed in the Bronx and my brothers came with me and we realized it's like, man, it's like, we, it's like, we got to like, like, we're, we're like in the, we're in the middle of the hood, you know, we weren't like in a tourist spot. So it's like, when we were walking around, everyone's like eyeing us down. Like, who are these, I'm a big dude. Who are these, you know, big ass white boys walking around the Bronx. So I, <laughs> I, I, Florida's a little different too. You still got some mean mugging, but, uh, uh, New York, New York is definitely different. Um, I, I probably, I would probably be smiling a lot more too. If I was able to jump in my pool, overlooking a beautiful after I get drafted by the New York Giants too. So uh, see, seeing that moment and having uh, having that introduction to you uh, via the Instagram was 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 kind of cool stuff. That was a throwback right there. I forgot about that. <laughs> hey, we're on top of everything, man. We uh, you know, no no one's got their their ear to the Giants like we do. Now, speaking of Giants, speaking of Cali, the Pasadena Giants. You know, we're doing a raffle. I mean, there's some badass stuff in there. I mean, you got. You know, your um your game jersey from your first interception game versus the Seahawks, um, some gloves, a bunch of other science stuff. Even, you know, even our, our guy at LPG threw in like a, you know, an old Miss Eli jersey. What is the Pasadena Giants and, and what are you trying to do with that? Yeah, so Pasadena Giants is a, a youth football and cheerleading organization that my father and I started literally once I got drafted. It was something I was in the works beforehand. We were just waiting for whatever team I was going to and Ironically, it was a passing in Giants because uh, I was drafted to the Giants, but also the mean of it is deeper than I thought it would be. When I got to the Giants, uh, I didn't know that a first Super Bowl was run in a hometown, Pasadena, at the Rose Bowl. So when I heard that, I'm like, okay, this name actually holds more weight. But really, the, the true foundation behind the passing Giants really just empowering, uplift the kids, you know, and really teach them the basics of football, new fundamentals, but outside of football, teach them life skills and different things that they will face just being in the city that they're in, you know, because the city I come from uh, is very different. You know, I, I don't have too many people to look up to. I don't have too many people to lean upon outside of my family, you know, so I want to give them those resources to lean upon outside of, those, outside of their family. So just something that I feel like was needed in the community and pretty much we're at a point right now that uh, we don't have all the funds to get a new helmet. So right now I'm just doing a raffle with my first career jersey and other accessories so we can uh, pretty much get that get that funded in to get these kids some new helmets. Yeah, that's awesome because especially right now, you know, knowing where we are, you know, in the world and knowing where we are, you know, as a country and everything, right? Where sports are limited, access to sports can be limited. Some kids, I guarantee you, didn't even, you know, a lot of kids didn't even get to play football this year. So hearing that you're doing that and you're 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 emphasizing the youth, it's a really really awesome thing. So, you know, how did that go this year? You know, uh, trying to teach kids play, you know, to play football, the fundamentals of the game, because I'm sure you know you had the challenge of there being COVID. So, how did that go this year? I really commend you starting it this year, which it's a very very hard year to start that kind of engagement. Yeah, and I definitely appreciate that. So pretty much the uh, the year was postponed. The only thing that we was able to actually do was uh, I had a hill workout with all the kids before I left up to uh, New York. But pretty much since the season is starting to 
slowly but surely come back together, hoping for this near summer. Uh, we're just pretty much getting things aligned. So if it does come back, we have all the things that's needed to have a great foundation. You know, pretty much California just started high school football back up. Literally, they announced that last week. You know, so pretty much they're not too into the youth football just yet. But once they come around, I want to make sure that I have all the necessities and essentials that the kids need so their parents are not stressing out about this fee or that fee. And so let the kids go play and have fun and learn, learn life. All right. And, and we'll put all the links and, and stuff in the description yep. of how to do that, you know, through Venmo and everything. Um, now, I think the best thing in there is the, the game-worn jersey from your first career interception. But how frustrated were you when basically your first career interception came versus Cincy? It just you just happened to give it a little assist to Nico Lalos. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that that one was uh, that was a nice one for Nico. You know him getting <laughs> in at that point in time and pretty much uh, coming up big. You know that that was something that we needed in that drive. And Nico transitioned us right there. That was a, that was momentum shift right there for my boy Lalos. And and I'll say, man, that was a big game for you. And, and we do a segment on our pregame shows like Giant Factor. And I was like, man. This is a big game for Holmes. Obviously, Boyd was their number one guy. Mm-hmm. They were going to go to Boyd a ton. And you showed out in that game. Now, if you can see this, I'm going to pull it up. How frustrating was it to get that called as a pass interference there in the game? Because that was beautiful coverage, and they called you for PI on that. Yeah, so I'm slowly but surely learning that uh, we're playing in an offensive lead, you know, so <laughs> – I hear those different things from veterans and that pretty much eases my mind. But, uh, you know, those things are something that I'm learning from day in and day out. You know, it, it always doesn't go your way, but I always believe that life is happening for me, not to me. So uh, we still we still won a game. So that, that was big on our end. <laughs> yeah, well, it was it was it's good to look it back out and be like, OK, you bad penalty, good coverage. Um, but it, it, was, it couldn't have done it at a worse time of the game. I mean, that we, we, they, you guys won the game. You ended up winning anyways, but it's like that just put them right back in it. Yeah. But uh, luckily, the D was able to lock them down the rest of the way. So, so frankly, Darnay, you know, one one of the main things I want to I want to ask you: the Giants in the past have had some young corners, young rookie corners that had a really big learning curve, and I think everybody knows that who you know, even just the average fan knows that cornerback takes a very big learning curve coming into the NFL. It's arguably the hardest position to play as a, to play as a young player. But you looked like a veteran out there. You looked like a seasoned veteran out there this, this year. So what was it during your rookie season that really, you know, whether it's your preparation, whether it's how, you know, the veterans around you, what really set you apart this year in terms of the success that you found this year in your rookie year? I would say uh, the DB room, you know, starting with coach Henderson, uh, him being a guy who played every position in the league that I uh, desire to play. Um, Got JB on the on the left side of me each meeting. I got Pep right in front of me to the left side of me each meeting. Logan to the right side of me. You know, so these guys right here are constantly fueling me, constantly inspiring me and motivating me each and every day, you know. So having those guys allowed me not to have such a huge learning curve, you know. The learning curve were, was pretty much dumbed down because certain experiences that they went through, they were able to give me game input about those experiences so I didn't have to go through those things. So just having those guys around was beneficial and will continue to be beneficial on my end because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big observer. You know, I always want to learn and uh, obtain and contain different knowledge so I can apply that knowledge and use it each and every day. Yeah, and I love when details like this get kind of leaked out to the to, to fans because I love looking at the relationship of players, you know, who gets along with who. And, you know, it was reported and it was kind of told this year that you were kind of carpooling with – Logan Ryan and Logan Ryan would drive you guys into work each, you know, each day. So what were those rides into work with Logan Ryan? Like, you know, who was the DJ, you know, who were you, were you a backseat driver where you're telling Logan, Logan Ryan had to drive was Logan Ryan, a bad driver. So tell us about those rides into work with Logan Ryan. Yeah, it was, it was just a couple of rides back to, back to our little pad. We were all staying at it. Uh, pretty much it was just life talks, uh, nickel talks, you know, pretty much playing that that position that he pretty much played and pretty much just me learning a system that he was uh, brought up in, you know, the Patriot system, you know, learning that system and pretty much the game that he learned from the veterans and pretty much the way that different veterans he were around carried themselves. So pretty much that game I was being feed each and every day and, and our cars wise was just more about 
life and how, how his family doing, how my family doing it, how our brands are doing, how his brand is doing it, different things that he, he wants to do off the field. So just something that when we leave the building, we're just talking about exterior things that are extension of ourselves. How is he as a driver? He's smooth. He's good. He good. He good. He got his license. That's that's the biggest one. <laughs> I don't know about. I, I I know a lot of people that got their license that shouldn't, but uh, but I'm, uh, I'm sure Logan does all right. <laughs> especially down in Florida, it's brutal sometimes. With there should be an age limit. Uh, no offense to Marty. Uh, um, do you ever? All right. Well, you guys ever go through hypotheticals? Like sometimes I think like, who would win a boxing match between Gates and Peppers? You know, like you know. No MMA because Gates got the size, but who, like, who's winning the boxing match between like two of those guys? But they might be my two favorite guys to watch because they just play with intensity nonstop. I feel like they knock both of each other out at the same time, type of thing. Oh man, that's the easy answer. <laughs> you got to, you got to bet three grand on Pep Gates at the same time. Give me, you got to give us one. Gates is a friend of the show, so you can, you can, you can trash him. And yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll relay it to him. Yeah, I think I think uh I think Gates will get dropped. I ain't gonna lie to you. Oh boy, man, Pat, all right. I can't boy, I can't boy, wait to talk to him and, and my boy and, Pat been boxing, man. You gotta see Pat boxing. That's He's why I boxer. made sure to say boxing and not you know, you know, MMA <laughs> where they're you know where Gates could just you know basically tackle him. Um so I, I, I like that. I like that. Um um so speaking of who what player you like the closest with to and like you know obviously the db you know probably be in the db room but like what player are you texting with the most during the offseason that like is that like true friend literally uh the three i mentioned jb pep and uh, logan and x x man mckinley yeah does is does uh o'shane ever get mad that uh x mckinney already took a, took over the x uh <laughs> role from him oh yeah nah uh and they got different names in the meeting room. I forgot what the different names is, but uh, O'Shane still got the X-Men title. All right. Well, maybe they should do, like, a boxing match for, like, the X-Men, you know, the X-Men boxing match. <laughs> we're, we're an ideas podcast, so, you know, we, we, we're always trying to think of ways to get these things settled down. <laughs> a good trend A good trend within the secondary is a lot of you guys got good hair. You, you, guys, you, oh, guys got the, hair. you guys got the good hair going on. But what I need to hear... Is how many bald how many bald jokes do you make to James Bradbury? Oh, it's more coming from the, uh, the D line than beyond James Bradbury bald head more than us. The D line seems like the funniest group of people on on the well. Dex Dex seems funny. Leonard Leonard, uh, you know, he seems funny. Dalvin seems a little more quiet, but I I I think Dex probably from the outside in looks like the funniest guy on the team. Yeah, I feel like the D line. Uh, they're a tight knit group, you know. And I feel like they for sure, they for sure one of the top groups as funny as groups. Okay. Okay. Um, now, um, there was a story with Zach Rosenblatt being passed around about you playing chess and how that process has helped the mental side of the game for you. Who, who is there like a go-to chess buddy in the locker room or someone that you play with? Yeah, uh, I haven't played chess with anyone on the team just yet, but uh, it's been a few gatherings where my boy Pep stepped aside and started playing chess with a few few individuals are at our gathering so i'm gonna get i'm gonna get down with pat when i see that boy in a couple weeks do you have like a four-piece move you can get on anybody because it was so i remember in elementary school people started playing chess for like three weeks like randomly and i can't remember but there's like a four-piece check like a four-move checkmate and i, I can't remember it was like moving the pawns first and then i don't, I don't know but do you have like yeah, some I'm, special I'm, moves I'm you know that like, you pull on it on beginners I mean, I, the crazy thing is for me, I still classify as beginner in my mind because I still be, uh, I still be rattled in the, infinite, the opening stages of stuff, you know. Because the reason, the really, re the real reason I started playing chess was, as we said before, the, the mental side of things and the stuff you can learn by being strategic, you know, not showing the way he's feeling, you know, having a, a chess face as they say or a poker face as they say, and uh, pretty much just. Knowing how things supposed to operate and move, and I feel like this year I had to learn how to operate and move. I couldn't be rigid, you know. I couldn't. I had to be fluid on the field. I had to learn a position I never played before, you know. I had to understand I could take up this space and I can't take up this space, you know. So it was a lot of stuff that chess allowed me to uh, implement in my game this year. You mentioned something about playing a position you never played before, and and, and that's interesting to me because you know you get drafted, obviously, you know, from UCLA, standout. 
Um, and it seemed like everyone's like, hey, he's going to play nickel. Like, at what point did you realize they were going to put you in that nickel spot? And is that is that something you see yourself just, like, dominating going forward the way, like, a Logan Ryan did? Or do you have, like, aspirations to play back out on the outside? Yeah, really, uh, I have aspirations to play wherever they want me to play at, to be honest with you, you know. So I'm training training for outside this year. I'm training to master the inside uh, techniques I, I finally was able to grab upon this year. So wherever uh, position uh, Coach Graham want me to go execute, you know, I want to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm fully uh, fully prepared to take on that task. When's the last time you talked with uh, Judge or Graham? Uh, since we departed. Since we departed, but uh, I had I had a, a conversation with uh, Coach Rome today this morning. He checked in, Coach. Oh, oh, Henderson. So I've I've talked to them uh, more recently to you. No big deal, Flex. Um, <laughs> um, if you when you see him, tell him you did an interview with the Shake and Bake guys. So mm. I, I saw them down at the Senior Bowl. Which, by the way, good job at the Senior Bowl last year. I know that's a little late. Um, and and Giants Giants uh, Dave Gellman loves his Senior Bowl guys, so we're we, we glad you uh, glad you shine there because you know we you may be doing the Pasadena Cardinals or something lame like that if it wasn't for for that. <laughs> you talked about not playing a position you ever played before, and you know the, the the game of chess helped you be more fluid. Now, kind of looking into year two, how much more fluid do you feel you can be as a player? How much more loose do you feel like you can be as a player? Because I will be honest, I mean, you you looked fluid and loose. You were making plays on the football. I mean, one of the big plays that I think of just on top of my head is the first Dallas game, you making that play in the end zone on the football on a third and goal over C.D. Lamb. So you looked pretty loose during your rookie year, but how much more better do you feel like you can get in year two now that you have the mental side of the game down so you can play more physical and you can just let the athleticism show? Yeah, I feel like once you know that you're about to go into some system that you've already been a part of, you're able to ingrain different things that you won't that you weren't able to ingrain because of the time matter that you had. Now, since I have this offseason, a, a big stretch of time, I'm able to try different techniques that I probably didn't feel comfortable with in the season because of I wasn't able to practice as much, you know. So, so I had different tools and techniques that I wanted to use, but I was timid to use because I, I didn't feel too comfortable using it. You know, so pretty much this offseason, I'm, I'm going to get comfortable with those things and let them flow. So Justin brought up that that Dallas game, and I feel like that was the game where Giants fans from the outside were like, hey, maybe we got some here because you played really well against CeeDee Lamb. Now, this is an immature question because it, it goes through my mind, but whenever you did stop him, did you ever make like a CD's nuts jokes? Because I, I wouldn't oh. be able to stop myself if I was guarding CD Lamb. A what joke? Yes. You never heard you, – well, have you ever heard the joke, you like cassettes or CDs? Uh-uh. Well, what do you prefer, cassettes or CDs? I'm going to go with cassettes. Oh, damn. Well, if you say CDs, then you say CDs nuts. So every time I hear CD <laughs> Lamb, I, I think of that. I think of that every time. It's 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 burnt into my immature brain. Um, so I, I I had to go with go and and finish off with that. So we're uh, we're finishing up. Du- duly, duly noted. Darnay Holmes is not a trash talker. Du- du- duly noted. Well, just. I have, I have, that's a free one on me. Use that next year. Um, C- CD's nuts on CD land. That's what that's what the talking giants guys. That's that's a goal that we would like you to say. You come up with CD Lamb. You have a pass deflection on him. Hey, you see Make that? Sure you look into CD's a camera, nuts. and I could cap. And, yeah, you know we're 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 making all these plans for you. In your mind, you're probably like, no, I'm not doing any of this. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, y'all got a good podcast going. We try, like, we try, we try. Uh, I mean, we, we just we just had Rich Soybert on, and uh, we ended up getting ourselves in a little trouble there too. So we, Darnay, we appreciate <laughs> you. One last time, what it you know? Where can people get these raffle tickets for all this stuff? And like I said, we'll put a list. We'll put everything in the in the description for people to go and click on it. And um, and when it when will the raffle be? Yeah, so pretty much the raffles supposed to be on March 6th. Uh, I may have it a little longer just so we could uh, be able to get as many funds as we can for the for the youth. You know, pretty much all the proceeds is going for the youth to pretty much uh, wipe out that deficit we're in to get these new helmets. But pretty much uh, you're going to be able to get my first game, and my first interception career jersey, a pair of cleats, some gloves, and a football signed by myself. And uh, pretty much you, you can go through – 
license plate guy Instagram, or you could uh, reach out to my brand's Instagram at Chosen One, or you can even go to the Passionate Giants website. You know, so I, I will shoot that information to to my guys at Talking Giants, and from there, you guys will be able to have the, the links that's needed to uh, support if you guys can. And if you guys can't support, you know, just appreciate you guys for even tapping into the podcast to, to hear us out today. Well, we appreciate you, man, and I'm going to put my raffle tickets towards that jersey. I, I, I want that one, so Darnay, we hope you have a good season, a good off season. Hope to talk to you again in the future, man. I appreciate you. Oh, no doubt. Appreciate you guys. See ya. No holds bad. He he took me in the low post and won, but I think we had on the Vasity. Thanks again, Darnay Holmes, Sherlock Holmes. Thanks. Oh, mm. that's where we missed out. We missed out on making some Sherlock Holmes joke. Um, fun interview. He would have he he would have really got that just like he got the D's nuts jokes. Yeah, I can't believe he didn't. How am I? How about that? The freaking youth doesn't know what a, a D's nuts joke is. Come on. It was I probably he was say some CDs. of the. I, I was like, I was like, you prefer cassettes or? C-? I was like, and I was gonna do it to him. <sighs> that was probably some of the most awkward. It, uh, here, well, here's a fun fact. It was our most awkward 10 seconds of podcasting since Tuesday where you admitted that this is a pro-killing podcast. Pro-posting videos of mascots. No, you, you, you were about to say, like, you, I, we have the clip. You were about to say this is a pro-killing podcast, just flat out. <laughs> I don't even, I, I can't, I think I was going to say pro-killing animals. This was more awkward than that, though. Like that was genuine. That was genuinely funny. Him not getting the the CDs jokes for fifteen seconds was awkward. Oh well. Well, we appreciate Darnay, and like I said, get at that. Like those that raffle was sick. Um, I, I I would I would do it if uh, even if it wasn't helping out kids, you know. And we're pro. Hey, we're pro. We're a pro kids podcast. How about that? We are. Um, we <laughs> we are. We, we're for the kids. Talking Giants is for the kids. It really is. We this is a kid friendly show. All right, Justin. Feels a little weird doing it for a Thursday, but it's time for Giants stories where we look at Giants players' Instagram stories and we give you a little snapshot of their life. Talk about it. Which which by the way, you want to see me unfollow Golden Tate live on air? <gasps> yes, we got so much satisfaction. You need to say something. Say say something. Say something. Say something. Golden Tate, unfollow. Even though I was looking forward to seeing what his next story was. Now let's find David Mayo. Mayo Man fifty five. Unfollow. See you guys later. See, see you see you later, alligators. See you, David Mayo. Um, Love Mayo. I think it's the. I always get a little unemotion, emotional doing that, though. You know, when it's like unfollowing. Like, yeah. You know, it's like un- when I unfollowed Marcus Golden. It's like that's sad. Well, that's a different story. Um, I was just thinking about Mayo as a condiment. Should should we? Uh, it w- that would be a good John Boy Jake Radio um segment ranking uh, a con- condiment draft. I'm gonna text. I'm gonna text BBD. Do it. All right, Justin. Austin Mack was on a boat in Treasure Island, Florida. Jonathan Harrison killed a spider and built a table. Jonathan Bradbury got a signed Rondé Barber jersey. Trent Harris, congratulations. Trent Harris Harris got married this week. Whoa. Congratulations, Trent Harris. Um, We live you. We hope for uh, health and a long. That's what you wish for a baby. I don't know. What do you say for people that are getting married? Like, what's the standard I thing? don't know. 50% of marriages end in divorce. We need to finish this. Dalvin Thomason, happy birthday. Carter Coffin was at, like, a waterfall thing. Isaac Yadam was golfing. Saquon was hanging out with Odell Beckham Jr., Who? the guy that Golden Tate replaced and played so well. Julian Love was at some weird art show. Austin Johnson was at Topgolf, and Levine Toilolo was reading for kids for the Tom Coughlin J Foundation. Makes me want to cut him a little bit less because we love the Tom Coughlin J Foundation. Justin, what piques your interest? And play the music. You didn't get. I didn't have the music in the uh, podcast we'll, last we'll, week, and it was awkward. We'll play. We'll play it. We, it, it. It was so short. That's why I didn't put it. Um, here's what you say to somebody who's getting married during these times, and this is this is coming from the person where their parents are divorced, and it was not a fun. It was not a fun divorce, not a fun separation. Here's what I would say. Congrats on getting married. 
don't get divorced, even though 50% of marriages do end in divorce. So the Is that stat true, though? I feel like that's been debunked I, at this I point. I think it should be true. It feels like it's true because it's hap- it happened to me. <laughs> Isn't um, that how? <laughs> you say good luck. <laughs> good luck. Don't get divorced. I just say congrats and on a real note. On a real note. Um, so congratulations, Trent Harris. How did um how did our our new uh, our new backup center, Mr. Harrison? How did he like po- go about posting that he killed a spider? Did he just post the dead spider? Did he? No, his 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 girlfriend, um, or maybe his wife. Um, she posted it, um, and then he posted it in his story. But they, it was on the roof, and they literally took a can and like put the can on the roof or a whatever. Roof or ceiling, and, like. Ceiling. So I, don't get well, all technical well, on no, me, Mister. Well, no, it, it's that's that's a big thing. It's like, are they going on the roof of their house to kill a spider, or is it the ceilings? Because that's that's a big difference. So they on the ceiling, and then they did the you know the piece of paper underneath it. So I thought they were going to let it go. So I, like, like for like, as much as like we are, you know, make jokes about the the good morning tweets. Like I try to save every animal, like lizards and stuff. Like I'm not going to save ants in my house, but like if there's a lizard in my house, I'm going to save it. Or, like, you know, like, I don't kill, like, every spider I see. Um, so I'm like, oh, they're just going to let it outside. As soon as he takes the can off, he stomps mm. on it and killed it. Which, I'm not, again, I'm not, like, anti that. But I was like, you went through all that to just kill it? Like, you could have just did the paper towel on the roof. Or no, I, I like it. He's a stone-cold killer. But stone-cold killer would have, like, done that. Like, put it on the ceiling, like... Smack no, you can't do that because the... then you get all then you get the smear on your on your seat. He's probably got like a white ceiling, and he can't have that. Just clean it. Um, Just clean it. Who was um Who was Saquon hanging out with? I'm not familiar with his name. Who? Odell. And then it sparked the Odell conversation, which is like if. Anyways, do we think Julian Love was forced to go to this art thing by? Yes, it was his probably wife his girlfriend. or his girlfriend. Julian Love. Julian Love can. I could see Julian Love being a guy that likes that. I don't see any guy that that likes. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't know any guy who's like, let's go to this. He's art a quirky show. guy. He's not that quirky. He's a sleep guy. We learned that yeah, from David. Big Hayes. napper. I wanted to ask. I wanted to see if we could. Nap guys don't want to go to art no, shows. No, want, they want to take a nap. Um, I wanted to try and fit. Did you see Julian Love taking a, You know, taking a bunch of naps this year to Darnay Holmes. Just didn't get to it. Next time. Yeah, he'd been like, yeah, he do do that. Um, oh, that was a good Darnay Holmes impersonation. It would have been a five-second answer. I was very close to asking him what his favorite color was. All right, um, anything else that piques my interest? No. What do we think Darnay Holmes' favorite color is? He would have said blue because he, politi- he would have wanted to like, try and make the um, the fans happy, which is why I like Darnay. And he went to UCLA too, which that makes I'm sense. I'm trying to see if I can guess. I wanted. To, I was thinking about asking him a question about Chip Kelly, but he wouldn't have answered it. It's as a well, Chip Kelly's a father figure to him. There was a couple articles written about that. Like, did he make you take a drug test every day? There's Chip Kelly did some weird stuff. Um. So, all right, that's that's an episode, right? Yeah, that's an episode. Giants, please save all your cuts for Sunday or later. Sunday or later. Oh, God. What if we have to record tomorrow? I know. Please don't do that to us, Giants. That'd be so freaking annoying. Well, if Nate Solder gets cut, that deserves an episode. Levine Toilolo gets cut. Does Well, let's look at the... Dan Duggan actually put out a great tweet, like, laying out, like, who gets cut. Basically, Solder or Zeitler. We're we're recording. Yeah. Or, like, Evan Ingram gets traded. Right. Which is not happening. Um, I would. All right. What am I? What? All right. I'm. I'm. I had a thought in my brain. Yeah. I am going to. Actually, you know what? We're not doing an episode for either of those guys, unless there's a trade and we add players. We're not going to do an episode. For I'm going. I will. And now I look bad when this happens. I will cut off this little flippy thing, and I will just do a complete two on top. One on, or no? I'll just do a complete two all around my hair, or a one all around my hair. I will cut this flip thing off if they trade Evan Ingram, which I've done it before, okay. and it looks bad. Well, when, when, by by when? By no, just in general. I'm I'm so set on. I think the Giants are going to keep Evan Ingram. That if they do it, I will I will cut all of it off. All right. So unless the Giants add any players or draft picks, we won't be doing an episode on Friday. So, or 
as I say that, it's like we could get a someone gets arrested episode. So you know what? I'm not gonna say stuff because it, every time we do it, something happens. Is it bad? No, no, right. no, no. Is it bad that now I kind of if if it is going to happen? Don't say it. No, if if it is going to happen, I kind of now look forward to the episode because then number one, I feel like we're both very very well versed in 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 the field of discussion. We dove a little too deep into that one though. I have my degree in criminal justice, and that that's like what I went to school for. So we're never going to get a DeAndre Baker case like that before. Usually, it's DUI, you know, uh, you know, possession of a weapon. That was the most unique, crazy case of all time for like sports. There Thanks. are so many elements to that. Um, and there's like literally live streaming his, his, his bond hearing. Um, which some people thought was distasteful, but it's like they live stream it. I'm gonna, no, it's it. not distasteful. It's 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 basically what CNN and, and all the networks do whenever there's oh, a big yeah. trial. It's not bad. It's what CNN and Fox News do. Um, Shh, that's, that's not how That's not helping us any. Um, <laughs> but anyways, we were on. We were team DeAndre Baker anyway. So we were. Um, appreciate you guys. See you hopefully next week. Until then, let's go big blue.